If you're listening to the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast, I'm willing to bet you enjoy fishing podcasts in general. So one that I would like to recommend to you is the Working Class Fishing Podcast. It's available on all the same places that you'll find the SDS podcast. Check them out, Working Class Fishing. They interview a lot of interesting uh, personalities in, uh, in a lot of different facets of fishing, and they really kind of bring it on home uh, to beginning, intermediate, and advanced anglers alike. And it's just a good-hearted podcast with some great hosts. And if you get a chance, check out my interview. You can hear a little bit about my journey in the fishing world. My name is Lucas Holmgren. You can find an episode uh, on the Working Class Fishing Podcast that I am interviewed on. The article that I will be reading today is from uh, Terry J. Weist or Weist or Weist or I am so sorry, Terry. I've never actually uh, found out how to pronounce your last name, but he is one of the writers that I have read for years and that I've learned a lot of great information from. So I figured I'd share this one, which was put up on the website salmontroutsteelheader.com, and you can read it there and see the photos. And of course, if you're lucky enough to have subscribed to Salmon Trout Steelheader, you'll get all the latest and greatest articles in there delivered to your mailbox. And you can subscribe at salmontroutsteelheader.com. This article is called Finicky Fish Alternatives Coho Fishing. In the last column, we talked about twitching for coho which is my absolute favorite method to use for several reasons. But just because it's my favorite does not mean it's going to be the most effective when I hit the water. There can be several factors which tells me not to twitch, such as the speed of the current, depth of the hole, bottom structure, or those damn fish just won't bite my jig. In these circumstances, I need to expand my arsenal and figure out the best method and lure for that particular day. If not a jig, that means most likely a spinner or spoon. But there are so many different types to choose from, so we'll go through those in this month's column. Spinners. Throwing spinners is a great way to fish for coho. In my mind, only second to twitching for effectiveness. Find the wood and chuck the metal. You'll want to be right in with the branches, root wads, and trees, and a slow blade rotating around the spinner can be irresistible. Bright fluorescent colors in all water conditions are best for coho, especially pinks, oranges, and chartreuse. Attaching a small hoochie skirt to a spinner can turn a bite on during a lockjaw period. Pink is always a great choice, but black or purple would be my favorites. Spinners for years have put countless coho in the box. Even when not on the bite, a well-presented spinner cannot be resisted by a territorial coho. Just because you're casting and retrieving a spinner does not make it deadly. It's how you present it. First, you'll have to look for the correct type of coho holding water. Slow to non-moving deep holes or sloughs tend to be the most productive. Also, look for wood. Any type of down tree, log jam, or even stumps provide cover for coho looking to rest before venturing upriver. This is where you want to target them. I like spinners that make noise. The noise is one more irritation that just might be the key to an attack to a coho that might otherwise just watch it spin by. Vibrax, Blue Fox, and a number five have been the spinner of choice for many years, although the Flash Go 
The Flash glow casting wardens and custom spinners such as R&B lures have closed the gap and can be just as deadly. With either Vibrax or Flash Glow, I replace a stock hook with a high quality sigh wash or sickle hook. R&B Lures seems to have already figured this out. Pink or chartreuse spinner bodies with nickel blades work fantastic under most water conditions. Purple or black are a better choice under clearer conditions. The above mentioned spinners can also have a hoochie body added for extra appeal or use a wicked lure spinner which have already done this for you. And by the way, have this, those purple and black colors that are, well, wicked. More on those below. To achieve the most success, the spinner must be presented in a manner at which the blade is rotating at its slowest possible speed while continuing to spin. And, number two, the spinner must be close to the bottom without dragging. Now, will you catch fish if the blade is spinning faster than what is considered optimal? Yes. Will you catch fish even if the spinner is up off the bottom, even near the surface? Yes, but you will catch more fish following the tool rules above. Remember, we're looking for epic success. One of the more exciting techniques. It's important to have a very sensitive rod, so if you're able to feel every turn of the blade, it's ideal. I like to use a fast action 8-6 to six to 9 foot 6 spinning rod rated 8-17 to 17 pounds, a 2500 or 3000 series spinning reel, and 30 pound power pro tied directly to the spinner. Keeping the angle of the rod low while retrieving ultra slow will increase your chances. The more sensitive the rod, the better you'll be able to feel the rotation of the blades. There will be no doubt when a fish hits. Blade speed is crucial along with being in the strike zone. When casting a spinner, often we need to hit the far end of a hole or the bank so we can cover lots of holding water. When the spinner first hits the water, let it sink. Once it's at or near the bottom, give it a quick twitch to set the blade in motion. You'll want to retrieve via your spinning reel as slow as possible while still maintaining the blade spinning. If the blade is not rotating, it's not fishing. If the blade is rotating too fast, you're not fishing effectively. Again, the slowest possible rotation of the blade is best. It's also important to stay within the strike zone near the bottom of the hole. Too fast of a retrieve will cause the spinner to rise. Current along with the retrieve may also bring the spinner up. An effective way to keep the spinner down even against the current is simply to lower your rod to the water. The less line angle the lower in the water column the spinner will remain. You don't want a slack line as it will cause the blade to stop rotating. To start the rotation, a simple twitch will do the trick. If the blade will rotate on its own in the current, then don't reel in until the lure has finished the drift. Once the drift has finished, retrieve your spinner slowly to the boat or bank. Often fish will follow your presentation right up to the fisherman and then strike. The spinner doesn't stop fishing until the blade stops moving. An important factor when spinner fishing is the type of hook. Most come with treble hooks on them, but you're going to want to replace them with a high quality siwash or sickle hook instead. These hooks will not only hook and hold the fish better, but will not have as much tendency to hook up on the bottom as a treble will. These hooks also enable a much easier release. I personally replace all mine with sickle hooks. There are many spinners on the market to choose from. It's important to make sure along with being balanced correctly that the spinner also produces noise. Noise is a great attractant. The blade rotating creates some new noise. 
but the most effective spinners are created to make additional noise as well. Make sure you have some Vibrax spinners along with you, as these have been time-tested to produce the noise that Coho go bonkers over. Spinner colors are an important factor. For clear water, the use of black can be vital. Coho will hammer a black spinner or with one with some black on it. In clear water, I like to take some of my metal blades of antique brass or copper and color half of the blade on each side black with a Sharpie pen. Think of a 50-50 blade, half copper, antique brass, the other half black. The use of brass or copper alone is also effective in clear water. Nickel can be effective as well, but I almost always add black as to me nickel finishes give off too much reflection. Nickel also appears black to the fish below about two feet, so in clear water this is fine, but colored up water you won't want to stick with it. In good colored water, visibility in the four to 10 foot range, the use of colors come into play. I like less metal showing and more painted surfaces to attract the fish. Reds, oranges, yellows, and fluorescents tend to attract coho in semi-colored water where you don't necessarily need the flash of metal. The one exception is weathered brass. R&B lures, for instance, makes many of their spinners in tarnished brass, which is super effective in these conditions. With high colored up water, we go back to metal because we need that flash to attract the fish. Gold, silver, and brass all work well. The addition of fluorescent colors will add to the attraction as coho tend to like color more than straight metal. Spoons. Spoons are another technique which falls into that chucking metal category. A piece of metal tied directly onto your main line has accounted for many fish since the inception of sport fishing. There is something about that flash that fish cannot resist. Actually, the flash wobble and movement of the spoon will look like small bait fish. Cast out like you would a spinner aiming directly across from you. Let it sink so it's near bottom before engaging the reel or putting pressure on the reel with your thumb. Once engaged or the line tightens due to the pressure, the spoon will begin to flow with the current through the hole. The speed at which the spoon sinks is dependent on the width and thickness of the metal itself. Thinner blades sink faster and are more appropriate for deeper, faster water. The wider blades will fish slower, shallower water better as more water across the body of the spoon will help keep the spoon suspended instead of rapidly hitting the bottom. To properly fish the spoon, it must have a wobble effect without turning over. If the spoon spins or turns over, then the retrieve is too fast or the amount of water running across the spoon is too great. This can also happen when holding back the spoon when your line tightens and the spoon begins to swing in. The natural temptation is to reel during the swing, but you'll actually want to give it some line so it maintains its position just above the bottom while still wobbling and covering water. Nothing wrong with it ticking the bottom a few times. In fact, this is a good thing as long as it's not dragging. I like to use the same setup as spinners with a fast action 8.6 to 9.6 spinning rod rated 8 to 17 pounds, a 25 or 3000 series spinning reel, and 30 pound Power Pro tied directly to the spoon. If you like a casting setup better, go for it. It's all personal preference. It used to be if I were fishing spoons, I'd have to customize them by way of a black sharpie, but no longer. 
R&B Lures realized how deadly the 50-50 spoons were and now offers them for sale. The R&B hammered brass and black 50-50 is an absolute coho destroyer. Pentax BC Steel Spoons are a Northwest favorite along with River Fisher Products who make some killer spoons that are all supplied with a sickle hook which I highly recommend. Plugs. I'm not talking about pulling plugs but casting them. Yes, they can be uber effective casting when other methods just don't seem to unlock the jaws of the coho on certain days. I personally like hot shots if I'm casting plugs. My favorite method of fishing hot shots is to toss it as close to the bank or outside of the hole if possible, then to retrieve the plug through the hole. A steady, slow retrieve generally works better than a staggered retrieve or a fast one. I like the rattle plugs for non-feeding coho, just another element to torque them off so they'll attack your lure. Popular colors are chrome with chartreuse, chrome with pink, or chrome with blue. In dirtier water, your bright pinks and chartreuse are the go-to colors. Replace the trebles with high-quality sickle hooks. A slow retrieve will also allow the plug to dive deeper where the majority of the fish will be. If you can cast below overhanging branches, this is one of the most effective methods of seeking those coho that haven't been enticed to come out into the open and play. Others. There are two lures which work extremely well for coho that are fished slightly different than your standard spinner or spoon. They are the Dick Knight Spoon and the Wicked Lure Spinner. Both of these have little to no weight, so we cannot direct tie these to the main line as you would the spinners and spoons mentioned previously. To fish either of these, you'll want to tie your main line to the three-way swivel. A small quarter to half ounce weight is attached to a 12-inch dropper line. On the open swivel segment, tie a four-foot monofilament or fluorocarbon leader to either the Dick Knight or the Wicked Lure. Wicked Lures come with a leader out of the package. Just measure approximately four feet and tie. Number one, Dick Knight spoons in 50-50 or frog pattern works extremely well for coho in very slow water. Drift fishing with light lead and a four-foot leader, coho have been known to stalk and attack these small spoons when nothing else will work. Consider them a standby lure after twitching, casting spinners, and casting regular spoons. The important thing to remember when fishing any spoons is to not allow them to turn over. Wicked spinners and dark colors are incredibly effective under low clear conditions with either a purple or blue blade with a black or purple hoochie skirt. If the water is colored up, go to the chrome blades with pink hoochies. Wicked spinners are just like most other spinners except the body of the spinner has no weight. The weight is tied to a three-way swivel approximately four feet from the spinner itself. As with all spinners, you want the slowest retrieve while making sure the blade is spinning. The same goes for the wicked spinners. In faster current, you can cast out and just let the wicked swing through the hole. In slower water, cast out, let the weight hit the bottom, and then start with a small twitch to get the spinner moving. Retrieve ultra slow. When they hit, you'll know it. Coho have been known to almost yank the rod from your hands as they annihilate the lure. There are many, many ways to fish for coho. Be open to alternative techniques if your go-to method fails. I've only listed a few that have been successful to me. You may have better options. The idea is to use the technique the fish want. Some methods are more thrilling than others, which is why I like twitching. But if the fish won't hit a twitch jig on a certain day, 
and it's not fun when you don't hook fish. The above techniques will catch fish. On any given day, however, one technique will outfish another. Adapt and be happy. And I would add uh, that on the YouTube channel for Salmon Trout Steelheader, a video just came out with uh, Nick Amato going on a trip with James Beasley of Wicked Lures and Ruben Estevillo, as well as another friend. And they were catching coho on those Wicked Lures. So if you want to check it out, definitely take a look and subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's a bunch of fantastic videos there. Um, Again, I'd like to mention Working Class Fishing Podcast. Take a look wherever podcasts are found and give them a listen and subscribe and tell them that Salmon Trout Steelheader sent you. Okay, guys, keep an eye out for more episodes coming up. If you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is lucasholmgrenmedia at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you, what you think of the podcast. Uh, if you have any questions... Get in touch, and I will answer them on the podcast. And if you want your name read out, uh, just let me know. If you don't, just uh, let me know. It's anonymous. So lucasholmgrenmedia at gmail.com. That is L-U-C-A-S-H-O-L-M as in Mary, G-R-E-N as in Nancy, media at gmail.com. Thanks again so much. I will see you guys next time.